Welcome to Built for Connection. My name is Patty Riley, and I'm happy you're here. And this is my second episode, and I learned a lot already from my first one, um, which you can still take a listen to. Surprisingly enough, I didn't take it down. I'm still leaving it up, even though I learned a lot. So for those of you who don't know me, I've spent my career on TV selling stuff. So I've always had to make a connection with a camera. So this time, as I'm recording this podcast, for those of you who are listening and not watching, I'm actually recording myself on video as well. And I'm looking at my iPhone camera directly into it because that's what I know. So it's kind of making me a little bit more comfortable, although I'm still navigating and trying to find my way on how to do a podcast, what people are looking for, how to set it up, all of that. But I have to tell you, after yesterday's episode, I solicited feedback from my brother and he kindly took a listen and it was 20 minutes. So anyone who listened, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Because he said, one of the things he said to me, he left me a voicemail and he said, you just basically was saying I sounded like a know-it-all. You know what? I did. And he said, you are an expert at what you do, but people don't necessarily want to hear it that way. And I couldn't agree more. And that's definitely not how I've built my career or my personal brand. And having a podcast called Built for Connection, writing the guidebook on it, I completely promote and foster the idea of building an authentic connection with your audience. And that's exactly what I had to do on QVC. So I'm going to try it here. I'm going to try it now. Hopefully it works. There's just something a little unnerving about trying something new. You know what I'm trying to say? All right. So <laughs> speaking of personal branding and me sharing with you the fact that I've definitely had some ebbs and flows in my career with being a personal brand, because the second you're on QVC, for example, which is a home shopping network broadcast in over 100 million homes, it's live, it's unscripted. When you do see us on air or when you saw me on air and we had cards that we would carry from set to set, they, it was not a script. Those cards were just facts. They were features. It would be like one ounce of this serum, or it would tell you um, the facts and features about a computer. But anything else that was spoken about or questions that were asked during those live cells, they had to come naturally from the host. So my point in saying that is not only were we or was I a salesperson, but I was also a personality trying to get people at home that I could not see, that I did not know to connect with me in a way that they trusted what I was saying. And they, they, uh, they appreciated my advice or my tips or the questions I was asking. So I kind of had to figure it out along the way. And there were many growing pains over the years. I was there on the air for 11 years. I started in 2000. And um, yeah, there were a lot of things that went wrong that I wasn't really great at that I had to learn along the way. And I sort of developed like my favorite areas because on home shopping networks, you pretty much sell everything. So I've sold a Cabbage Patch doll that licks an ice cream cone. That was, by the way, pretty awkward to sell. <laughs> I've sold, um, you know, perfume, skincare, uh, you name it, uh, shapewear, cookware, all of it. So my point in saying that is you can't love everything. And that's one of the other questions I get second after, is it live? Yes, it's live. No, it's not scripted. There's no teleprompter. And no, of course, I didn't love everything I sold. That would be ridiculous. I think I've sold over 100,000 different products. 
But I learned a very, very valuable lesson from one of my, at the time, closest and dearest friends and supporters and somebody that I have to say I learned authenticity from. I learned how to be genuine and I just got chills because for those of you who who do know who I'm talking about, Jean Weiss, um, she, she passed away, uh, I believe it was in 2012 or 2011 actually, my heart broke. Um, it was very unexpected. She died far too soon. And uh, Jean Bice was an inventor and entrepreneur who designed sweaters. And she designed these very whimsical and fun, joy-filled sweaters that just screamed personality. And she was discovered by QVC um, from just her boutique in Florida. It was her passion to get on QVC. But she didn't start that way. She was selling her sweaters in a boutique in Florida, and her dream was to be on QVC because not only was she a larger-than-life woman personality-wise, she was also a curvy woman, and she was adamant that there are other curvy women out there who deserve to wear fun clothes, not boring, fun, 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 and she wanted to share her message and share her clothing line on QVC. Well, suffice it to say, I will let everyone know that Quacker Factory is still on QVC going strong even since her passing. But, and that also will speak to how incredibly loyal her fan base was from her years, Jean Bice's years, of just being Jean, just sharing it like it is, talking about her size, talking about her weight. Um, you know, it's like, you think of your life, especially when you're on TV and you're so exposed, it's like a glass house and people are kind of peering in and knocking on the glass. And it's like, where are those areas where the glass is the thinnest, where if somebody knocks too hard, it's just going to shatter because you just feel way too exposed and too vulnerable. Well, for Jean, she didn't have that. She, she actually found strength in the fact that she was a larger woman and she found strength and confidence in the fact that she was sharing that with the whole world. Me, on the other hand, I had gone through a pretty public kind of weight gain and then weight loss. So I had gotten the biggest I'd ever been at one point in QVC and everybody could see it happening, right? Obviously, I was uncomfortable. Obviously, I didn't like going on air, feeling the way that I felt. There's all different reasons for that. The point is, weight is one of the biggest things that we all struggle with. So why not just be transparent about it, right? But again, this is the stuff that I learn as I go and, and as I get older. So once I hit this a certain point, I actually committed to a weight loss regimen on my own <clears throat> and I lost a lot of weight. And that was very public because it was happening as I was on the air and people were seeing the weight just sort of melt off my body. And, um, you know, anyway, more stories on that to come another day. But there was one day where I, anyway, I'd gotten to a certain size where I felt much more confident about myself being on air. And that is imperative, especially when you're live, because people can see your face, your body language, your, all of it. They just see and they can sense if you're being genuine or disingenuine or if you're uncomfortable or you're not or whatever it is. It, it is visible. It can be seen. And so I was starting to feel a lot better about the way that I looked and I was dressing, you know, in cuter clothes. And I had a show scheduled with Jean Bice. Now, I reminding you that she and I were super close friends, very, very, very close. But she also knew that I was not going to be wearing her clothes when I was outside of work. 
So in other words, when I did a fashion show or any host do a fashion show, we have to wear a piece or two of the items in that show. So for Jean's show, remember, it's all whimsical things and um, very loud. <laughs> and so this is the curious case of the cat sweater. Jean, prior to the show, we met to kind of powwow. That's what we typically did. And she handed me the cat sweater. And I don't mean a cat sweater that you put on a cat. I mean a sweater that had cats embroidered all over it with bells <laughs> and with a battery pack tucked on the inside that lit the sweater up. Yes, that was the cat sweater. And she looked at me and she said, listen, Patty, you know I love you and you know I know that you wouldn't wear this sweater outside of this building, but just wear it, let's get out there, let's have fun, let's show them what we got, kid. That's what she used to say to me. So I took that sweater and I felt the weight of it because it was like a thick, chunky cable sweater, right, cable knit? And I went back to the host lounge. I had already been made up, full hair, full makeup, the whole nine, and I had been in a cute outfit because I had um, a show Prior to that, and it was a beauty show, so I was all like kind of glammed out. I went into the host lounge and I went into my dressing room and I opened up the folded sweater and I took a look and my eyes just filled with tears. And now there's a mirror and then there's like that track lighting, you know, those bulb lights that go around one of those makeup studio mirrors. And I looked up at myself and I was like, Patty, don't cry. Don't cry. Because all I kept thinking was this is going to make me look two to three times bigger than I am. It's a boxing, oh my God. And I was all about me. Not cool, not good, okay? So I'm sitting there looking in the mirror saying, you need to grow up. <laughs> you need to stop thinking about yourself and how this impacts you and how this makes you feel. Get out of your head. Now, remember, it's hard to do that sometimes because you're going to be physically seen by millions of people. So, yeah, it was a, I was a little self-absorbed in that moment without question. But I just thought, how can I be authentic about selling this sweater when I can't really even get behind it? You know, I don't feel good about wearing it. I don't know, whatever, going on and on. And I had to change the narrative. And this is what I was speaking about in the first episode about telling the story of your customer, right? It's not always about my brand story, my personal brand story, your brand story, or your personal brand story. It's about the customer narrative. So I took a deep breath and I looked at the sweater and I started kind of like skimming my eyes over the pattern and was like, wow, it's really, I love how thoughtfully placed all of these cats are. There were gray and white tabby cats. There were calico cats, black cats. <laughs> And then I started to just sort of run my hand over the embroidery and, and then I looked underneath to see how it was stitched. And I was like, you know, she does amazing quality. This is really, really great quality. And wow, a battery pack and it's so concealed in here. Like this is, this is actually so well made and the fabric is so soft. And I started to think about the sweater from the consumer perspective. I thought about the person at home that was watching that maybe was a daycare teacher and she was operating a daycare out of her home. And, you know, maybe that's probably one of the hardest things for a little kid, two or three or four, 
to know to you know be separated from their mom and and brought to someone's house to be watched for the day and can you imagine as the mom pulls up to this woman's house and she opens the door and she has on this cat sweater with bells and cats and it lit up and i started to give myself chills and then i thought about you know, um, my grandparents used to own a nursing home. And and again, that's another when I get into like my bio, but uh, they used to run a nursing home. And I remember going there as a kid and just visiting each and every one of the patients that were there. And I thought, what about somebody who works in that type of nursing home environment? And they're seeing people each and every day who don't maybe get daily visitors. And you walk in and you've got this sweater on and they just burst into a smile because just like passion, joy is contagious, right? So I started thinking about those types of situations, the school teacher. Um, I started thinking about, you know, the hospice worker that, you know, that's, those are not always fun or uplifting experiences that you might find yourself in. But when you see somebody in a sweater like that, you have to know that's a fun person. That is a person with personality. That is a person who takes lemons and makes lemonade and margaritas, right? So I started to think about it from that perspective. And as I was looking at that sweater and touching the sweater and picking it up, I couldn't stop smiling, could not stop smiling. I learned the biggest lesson that day, right? Sometimes it's not about you. It's not about your personal brand. I was not damaging my personal brand by wearing that sweater. No, not at all. Not at all because I was still able to speak genuinely and authentically about that sweater, I just started to think from the customer's perspective. I just started to look at it from their point of view and their story. And also I thought to myself, you know, if I ever found myself filling up my gas tank and then somebody rolled up and a woman got out and she was wearing that sweater, I got to be honest, that would totally make my day. It would make my day. <laughs> so I just wanted to share this story because yesterday I certainly was not myself when I taped my first episode and I was too in my head and I was thinking mostly about myself and how I sounded and how it was going to sound to you. And I realized that's not how I built my personal brand. I learned by making those mistakes. I learned by watching myself play back on QVC. I learned by listening to myself back. Sometimes we need to do that. And also don't be afraid to ask for advice. You know, when I solicited that feedback from my brother, I actually had asked a bunch of friends and they all kind of responded and said, it was great, it was good. My brother was the only one to really and truly break it down. And he fed me some truth serum just then. And he was right. And so, here I am now, and I'm recording it on my phone and recording it uh, to the podcast. And it does make a difference when I think about you that are listening or you that are watching because it just makes me feel more comfortable and like we're just having a conversation. And that's what selling should be about. That's what building these types of relationships and connecting, connecting with people should be about. So that is my story about the cat sweater, one of many on QVC that I've had over the years and throughout my career. And Jean Bice, may she rest in peace, one of my best friends ever. Um, she's my angel. And I just valued that friendship with her so much. And she taught me a great lesson. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your day.